0: Folks uh, continuing on this uh, stupid Amir uh, al-Lakad who so one day he's Sunni, then next day he's Shia and wherever he can make money, Idmulad al-Nabi, Ramadan, all these prayers where he is so uh, expert in crying and <clears throat> bringing Allah, Quran and Muhammad and uh, making money but if we look into his psyche, we will see that every mullah in Pakistan, as a matter of fact, every mullah in the Muslim world is the same like him, who does not care about women, their respect, or the rule of and laws of the country. Every mullah considers himself above the law. There is a law in Pakistan that if you want to marry, you have to take permission from the first wife. But he marries one after the other, same like many other mullahs or many mullahs and imams in Islamic history who have really uh, harassed and exploited and raped hundreds of women. I mean. Just read the history of the most famous mullahs and imams like uh, Abdul Qadir Jilani or this Darbar and that Darbar. You will see that they have scores of women around them. Abdul Qadir Jilani married 17 times. Can you imagine? I mean, this is the guy who claims that Allah talks to him. He comes in his dream and he has the control over the uh, Lohim Mahfuz which is according to this uh, Qadri Badmash uh, is the book which Allah wrote for everything which is going to happen in this world. Every action he is going to take to run this world and the actions of every angel which he, is, he will put on every human being on the planet how to act if a man or somebody raise a hand it is actually an angel doing it so everything is and that's called Lohe mahfuz. and Abdul Qadha Jilani had control over him in one of the uh, writing about him he had uh, uh, given life to the dead people in one of the writing he goes to uh, outside uh, Baghdad and does not eat anything for a year. I have mentioned many times. But even if you look at the internet mullahs and the uh, mullahs in the entertainment industry or in the uh, religious industry, they all are born pastors. They cannot be the legal kids of their family. Otherwise they will not do what they are doing. They have no respect for women. They exploit women, little kids. Look at what is happening in Madarsad in Pakistan. How many small little kids are being raped, sodomized, killed, beaten, you name it. And there is no law which is applied on them. At the most they are put, put in jail. And rot in the jail for a few years and then they get free. I mean, if the point is that from where, from which Islamic history, tradition, or sunnah, they become like these barbarians. If you look into the history, this is what Muhammad's sunnah is. Muhammad was marrying left and right little babies. See, 15-year-old babies, 20-year, 30-year, I mean, if you look his 10 years on Medina, you will see that he had nothing else except marrying and having sex sex with a slave girl. That is why if you read the ayat, I believe it's 33 an Al-Hazab, that says that God is telling him that he he understands his problem and he can marry as many women as he likes or does not have to marry, he can have sex as many women as he likes. Now these mullahs have made a, a big books of sunnah and uh, rivaya and all that to, just to make sure that they can put him on high pedestal. But the fact is that when he was alive, his close associates did not care about him. They, in fact, hated him because of his womanizing. I mean, unbelievable that he asked his closest friend to give his daughter of nine years. At the time when he asked for Mary, she was six years. I'm talking about Aisha. And then according to Aisha's narration, Muhammad took him to bed when she was nine. And then he did not stop there. He married the uh, daughter of a second caliph Omar. And then, when he uh, took over Mecca, which was when he was almost 60, 62 years old, he married the daughter of Abu Safyan, who had already converted to Islam. Although he was converted by force, but he asked him to give his daughter and he had no choice. And then there are more than 20 other girls he marries with and gives, does whatever he does, with impunity. There was no law. According to his sunnah, if a man beats his wife, no one should ask uh, why he beat him. And Umar was also a victim of his womanizing when he forced him to give his 17-18 years old daughter in his marriage and that is why he, after 20 years, married the his granddaughter, Muhammad's grandfather, granddaughter, Umm Kulsun, the daughter of Ali and I am sure it was just to take revenge. From the Muhammad's family, and Ali had no choice. And then we had all these uh, problems between uh, wife and husband, and daughter and mother, and daughter and father in law, his marriage to the daughter to the wife of his own uh, uh, stepson which he called son and then brought an ayah saying that uh, God does not recognize this and God put your love into uh, her heart and you can marry her and it's legal. So the mullahs which we see today they know that they can exploit they can rape they can do anything with woman which Muhammad was doing and because we are mullah. And we have claimed that we are associated with him because most of these mullahs, you see, they call themselves Hussain, they call themselves Shah, they call themselves Sayyid and all that bullshit. And then they do exactly what was happening to women in 7th century. This Amir Lakat learned this from that 7th century traditions. He does not respect the law of the 21st century. He does not respect the human values we have prevailing today where in civilized world you put a hand on a woman, you go to jail. And if there is some sign of punishment or harm to a woman, this is a felony. If convicted, you will go to jail and this will be part of your uh, future you will never get a government job if you have you are a felon so it is amazing that we let people uh, we let these kind of crooks and rapists and women exploiters live in the society we praise them we elect them we call them men of allah while they are men of devil Because none of the mullah can be a creation of a real God. I mean, if you look into Sunnah, you will see that there was a very famous hadith where Muhammad was going outside and he saw a little girl whose mother was, you know, walking her around. And like two or three years old. And he said, beautiful girl, if I uh, am alive and she is young, I will marry her. I mean, he has no respect of age. And then if you look into why he went to Miraj or he created the drama of Maharaj, it was all because of the reason that he was breaking his promises with his wives. His wives were not under his control and he was angry with them. He brought a couple of ayahs where God uh, told them, I can give them better wives than you more beautiful and all that and then he claims to go to Mirage and then says I saw a woman hanging with boobs and I saw a woman hanging with tongues. I saw more women in hell than anybody else. The majority of the uh, hell dwellers were women and poor can you imagine that i mean first of all the life of poor in that time was an absolute horror there was no nothing for poor except to become the war fodder to become jihadis and die for uh, the powerful's, and then they were in majority in hell i mean is that you call Ramatul because the mullahs of today, particularly in Pakistan and I'm sure in everywhere in the Muslim world, they consider themselves right hand of Muhammad. They name Muhammad and then they shout and then they make more noise. They do loud ayah recitation. They say, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did that. Oh, Muhammad did that. Oh, Allah orders in Quran this. And I am really giving you the way to go to heaven. If you don't listen to me, you go to hell. This okay. is what Ahmed Lakat is doing. He's cursing uh, the girl he raped, he's cursing his family, he's calling them prostitutes, and he's calling them names the worst one can ever give to his mother in law or father in law. So these kind of crooks, they're psychic is actually created from the 7th century culture where the woman had no right and the prophet was doing everything imaginable against woman and if you hear any mullah he will say oh Hamare nabi ne na kar kar dikhaaya. means ke if you want to marry nine year old you can do it because our nabi did that and now we have new mullahs More internet mullahs who claim that, oh, no, Aisha was not nine. He was 17. And that one say he was 19 and all that bullshit. First, they claim that uh, Muslim and Bukhari, they are Sahih. Everything in there is Sahih. And then they don't accept Aisha's narration. They don't accept other historical facts given about Aisha. And how she was forced by Muhammad from his cruiser's friend Abu Bakr, who was the first caliph. And Abu Bakr, when he asked to give his daughter, he said she is already engaged. Yeah, Muhammad, she is already engaged to his cousin. But nothing doing. He liked her, and Abu Bakr had no choice. Same happened to Umar, same happened to Abu Sufyan, same happened to many women in Medina. Anybody he see beautiful in Medina, he want to become uh, his, her husband. I mean, there is a very famous uh, narration, historical narration, that when they took over the Khyber and the tribes, the, they took over all their daughters and their men and they expelled them, killed them. And then they distributed the woman. Then one of the associates said, you know, the daughter of the leader is very beautiful and it should be in your house. So he said, "Okay, bring her. So he brought the daughter and then he took away the daughter from the guy who had got it and then made his wife. And they raped her same night. This is, in his, this is in hadith, this is in history books. So that is why all these mullahs, they are so horrific in mentality and in attitude. They think everything is for them for free. They think they don't follow the rule of the uh, laws of the country. And country is so much under their control. Because of the GSQ gang who gives them priority that nobody can apply the law of the land when it comes to second marriage, third marriage, fourth marriage, you name it. All, all of them, they marry as they want, as many girls as they want. And the law does not apply. I mean, I hear Imran Khan saying the law should for, be for everybody. But there is no law in Pakistan against mullahs who break the laws left and right. So the culture of the 7th century is what we need to expose. The history of the 7th century is what we need to expose and let people decide and let them criticize, which mullahs of Pakistan will never allow. But in the internet, there is so much information about that era that sometime if you read the real history, you will have no choice but to puke. That we had such a people in the 7th century who did not have any human rights in their mind. Who used the poors like, like carrots. And the poors had no choice because they said, we have declared the jihad and everybody has to come. That is the dilemma of Pakistan. That is why this country can never progress. Because the law of the country are only for poors. The rich, the corrupt, the military, the mullah gang is above the law. They can do whatever they want to do, women. Because they know such thing had happened in 7th century. Take example from Sunnah. They take example that you can marry a young girl. They can take example. It doesn't matter if the age difference is 40 years or 50 years. I mean, look, this amilakat. I mean, the age difference between the girl he married last time and him is almost 30 years or 33 years. But this bastard has no shred of humanity in his brain. I mean, this crook is really... Are the right type of Pakistanis we have today who have no common sense and these Karachi people who elect him time and again who see his Badmashi and they don't say anything they don't rise against him they don't support the woman instead they support this crook folks every Pakistani should know What happened in 7th century, 8th century, 9th century, even 15th century. How the Islam was used to fool the poor. How these badmash and crooks got power using mullahs of their time. How they take examples from the life of the Prophet. And I'm telling you, although with all his sexaholic activities, all he did wrong, he was still a victim because the tribal leaders around him, he forced him to bring special ayahs where Allah allows barbarism, cutting feet, cutting nails, beheading, burning, you name it. Every atrocities and then the culture where they said, If we conquer a town, everything in the town is ours. I mean, you will see a lot of Mullah narrating this claim that when we conquer something, everything in that city is ours. Their women are ours, their cattle are ours, and these days their Mercedes and cars and Toyotas and everything is ours. That is what ISIS was doing. When they took over the Iraqi towns, this is what they were doing. They took over the uh, minority uh, Christian families and sold their daughters in the market, same way as they were being sold in seventh century and other centuries. The slavery started again. I mean, how you can make a civilized society and get rid of these crooks like Amin Lakat or? Uh, Tariq Jamil or Tahirul Qadri or every mullah either in the mosque or on the internet who just make bullshit, they want to interfere with your personal life, they want to decide whether you are married or you are doing uh, adultery with your wife and who can annual your uh, uh, marriage, they have all the power. They can issue fatwa and then put you in trouble. Although in civilized society, no clergy can issue a fatwa because these were barbarians' culture. This is not civilized society where you allow a mullah who is as illiterate as Prophet was or any caliph, any Arab caliph was. None of them went to school or college or universities. And became graduate or did any business. They were all plunderers, taking others' uh, wives, others' uh, wealth, others' land, others' cattle, and claiming to be that Allah has given us. This has to change, folks.